Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio, airing five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. And I'd like to thank you for coming over to The Secret Teachings from Ground Zero. We have a special Friday night, September 9th, 2022 edition of the show for you. 
You do not want to miss it. I promise you that. If you want to search for The Secret Teachings and find all of our shows to listen, if you've missed an episode, or if you missed half of an episode, or you want to hear an episode again, search The Secret Teachings on any radio or podcast player, and you can listen to the show. There are monetized advertisements placed in those shows. I don't do that. The algorithm does it. That's how we monetize the show. So if you want to get out of those advertisements and you want to get into the ad-free archive, www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the archive to get access to the ad-free show, to download and listen. My digital books, including my new book, Liberty Shrugged, important today more than perhaps at any other point in the last two decades. You'll also get access to the montages. You'll get access to the show earlier in the day when it posts, and you'll get access to the private RSS feed so you can still listen on your podcast radio player, on your phone, tablet, computer, etc. And you'll get the RSS feed of the show without the advertisements. That's all on the website at thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact the show, email us, rdgable at yahoo.com, social media, tst underscore underscore radio on Twitter, and facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you so much for buying a book or subscribing to the show if you have. You really do keep us on air every night of the week. If it weren't for your support, we would not be here. This Sunday is the anniversary of September 11th, 2001. Going back to 2001, from the initial stories that were on the news that morning and the planes striking the buildings to the anthrax scare, we were told story after story after story after story, stories that turned out to be more fiction than fact. Now, some of that was because News media was trying to report on things as quickly as possible for ratings, for one, to, quote, inform people of what was happening, although they didn't know what was happening. Some of those news outlets were able to even predict the future, as one news report documented the collapse of Building 7 several minutes before the building actually collapsed, reportedly due to structural Instability caused by fires, a building that was not even struck by a plane, but instead falling debris. Three different floors had fires, and every single structural support column was compromised simultaneously for that building to, quote, collapse. 47-story high-rise building with offices for government officials in New York, a very important building brought down in the aftermath right there at Ground Zero in New York City. A lot of people don't remember Building 7. We just remember what we saw on the news. We remember what we saw on the front page of every newspaper in the country the very next morning, September 12th of that year. I have a scan of it right here. U.S. attacked, hijacked jets, destroyed Twin Towers, and hit Pentagon in Day of Terror. President vows to exact punishment for evil. A somber Bush says terrorism cannot prevail. U.S. is attacked 
By who? By what? Were we attacked by radical Islam? If so, is there any justification in a radical Islamic attack, considering what the United States has done in the Middle East for decades? To ask that question at the time, to even consider asking that question at the time, you might have considered, first and foremost, that that was a question akin to treason. You might as well say that you are responsible, that you are guilty, that you helped to instigate, you helped to carry out and finance 9-11. Others blamed terrorism in general. Terrorism was responsible for the attacks on the World Trade Center. The reality is, regardless of who was in those planes and who was behind planning the attack and who was behind allowing it to happen, financing it, organizing it, etc., it is, to this day, still an act of terrorism. It doesn't matter if some people in a cave or some people in the Pentagon or some people in giant mansion estates that tend to control and manipulate and influence government officials and agencies, it doesn't matter who planned the attack. It was still an act of terrorism. World Trade Center complex, not just the Trade Center itself with the two towers we know so well, but the complex was attacked, again, Building 7, collapsing into its own footprint. Around those first few years, we started to get documentaries and TV shows. And even up till about 10, 11, 12 years ago, we got these documentaries, we got these TV shows about 9-11 and what happened. We got these movies about 9-11, some of them fictionalized. Last year, a documentary came out on Netflix called Turning Point, 9-1-1 and the War on Terror. Now, some people were very eager to resist the Bush administration's advancement into war. What I found out later, because at the time when 9-11 happened, I was in fifth grade. When I started to learn about it, when I got out of high school, right before I got into radio, which was just an accident, I was going to a film school and I was making friends with a few people, one of them who invited me to do a radio show. He was very well versed on this. He was a lot older than me. And we would talk about those, those events and we would talk about the things that um, were part of the official narrative. And I started to learn after George Bush left office and Obama solidified his power going into his second term that all the anti-war people seemed to disappear because I learned once your guy is in office, it doesn't matter who controls the drones. It doesn't matter who kills indiscriminately. It doesn't matter because your guy is in office. We saw the Warren Commission. We saw the 9-11 Commission. Both of those commissions state-sponsored propaganda that provided us with no true or real answers to what actually happened 
in regard to those two events for which those reports were commissioned to investigate. We know about the magic bullet. We also know about, well, the magic building. The inability or the refusal of the 9-11 Commission to tell us what happened to Building 7. That was glossed over as if it didn't matter, as if it didn't have any significance. It didn't have a point. There's no reason to figure out why this other building collapsed. Furthermore, there's no reason to even figure out who financed 9-11. We started to learn other things. We started to learn that there were threats on Air Force One, codenamed Angel. We started to learn that there were bombs being brought into Manhattan, reportedly, by white vans. We started to learn that white vans were actually in and out of the World Trade Center in the weeks leading up to its destruction, and maintenance was going on in some of the elevator shafts. These were unmarked white vans, and we started to learn that not only was the official narrative wrong, inaccurate, or incomplete, but that there were some very strange things that were happening indicating that there must have been some level of knowledge at very high levels that something was going to happen that morning. Country after country after country informed the United States that there was going to be an attack on the United States on U.S. soil. Headline after headline, country after country, One country in particular, I remember reading, Germany warned the United States, you're going to be attacked. There is going to be a major terrorist event. And just like Pearl Harbor, federal government allowed it to happen to justify entrance into World War II. We were warned that something would happen. The White House lied when they said they had no warning. Condoleezza Rice lied when she said, we had no idea that anybody would ever be able to imagine taking planes and flying them into buildings. She said, we couldn't imagine that this is even possible. Nobody could even conceive of that. Except if you ask any kid playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, everybody took the planes from the airport and flew them into buildings just because that was just one of the things you did. You blew things up, smashed things, shot things, killed people, had sex with hookers. You did whatever. Well, kids had an imagination. I played that game. I flew planes into buildings. I flew them into the you know other planes. I flew them into the ocean. I, we just played with everything on that game. It was a big sandbox. They lied about everything. They lied about weapons of mass destruction. They lied about the terrorists themselves. In a short period of time, we were told all these terrorists, we know their names. We know where they're from. We know who they are. The FBI guaranteed us they knew who was responsible. They had no idea leading up to the events, despite the fact that some of these so-called terrorists received training in the United States in flying aircraft. Some of them received government assistance, meaning that they had their housing and food, etc., paid for, government training, etc., Most of these so-called terrorists were not Muslim extremists. Some of them were known to visit strip clubs and eat pork. 
It's funny how Muslim extremists carry Qurans everywhere they go. They leave them in their car. They leave them in their luggage. They leave them at the airport. So we would know that these were Muslim extremists. Perhaps one of the most ridiculous stories from that morning is what we found out a year later in a very famous headline, Uncle Sam's Lucky Finds from The Guardian, published March 18th, 2002. I went through my paper archive file and I found a lot of different stories that I pulled out. Here's the famous report from The Guardian. In less than a week came another find. Two blocks away from the Twin Towers in the shape of Atta, his passport, Atta's passport. We had all seen the blizzard of paper rain down from the towers, but the idea that Atta's passport had escaped from the inferno unsinged would have tested the credulity of the staunchest supporter of the FBI's crackdown on terrorism. They also found, they also discovered, a flight manual in Arabic and a copy of the Quran in a car hired by Muhammad Atta and abandoned at Boston Airport. It's amazing. They found a Quran, a flight manual in Arabic. He was just brushing up on his way to the airport, making sure he knew where all the levers were, all the buttons, all the gadgets and gizmos, so he would know how to fly that plane into a building. And he left his flight manual. I would think you would take that with you. You know, at the last second, the plane's veering right. You thought you were on course. Consult the Arabic flight manual. How do I get this plane back on course? But no, he left it in his car. Oops, just forgot it. And then they found the passport in the wreckage of the Twin Towers. And I remember one of the reports, it was like some government official just walking down the street. He was like, oh, look, a passport. He picked it up and there it was. That story alone was ludicrous, even if the passport was real and it really was found in the debris. Totally and absolutely insane. The idea began to develop that because so many countries warned the United States, the powers that were knew that there was an attack. And an attack that was going to be devastating. An attack that they allowed to happen. That became the idea. Just like FDR allowing Pearl Harbor to take place December 7th, 1941, saying that he cannot do anything if he doesn't know, so he doesn't want to know, to justify entrance into World War II. Many of you will remember Project for the New American Century, Rebuilding America's Defenses, written by those neocons whose enemy image theory became the dominant political and cultural icon for at least a decade plus after 2001. Osama bin Laden, Osama bin Laden, Osama bin Laden. The enemy image that unites society together. The Project for the New American Century, that think tank in Washington, they published what is now called the PNAC Report, Rebuilding America's Defenses. It says, Further, the process of transformation, even if it brings revolutionary change, is likely to be a long one, absent some catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor. 
just like FDR, the Bush administration allowed those events to take place. At least this became the more logical theory. And then that theory was turned into 9-11 was an inside job. 9-11 was an inside job. 9-11 was an inside job. And people chanted that. I've chanted that. I've gone to 9-11 rallies. They used to have those things, and they were partly anti-war rallies. And then they just sort of disappeared in 2011, roughly. They just didn't have them anymore. I was going to them. I was living in Orlando, going to film school, and I was interested in all these things, and I was going to those rallies. I was learning things. I remember one time I got into a discussion, a debate at the University of Central Florida with a model UN group. And I had gone with a person I was working with, and we were handing out these flyers from architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. Some of you probably remember that group, Richard Gage, who we've had on the show so many times in the past. And I remember this kid came over and he said, what is this Building 7 stuff? He's like, that building collapsed because of fire. And I said, how did it collapse because of fire? He said, well, all the, pro- the propane tanks blew at the bottom of the structure all at the same time. I said, well, that doesn't make any sense. I remember this interaction so vividly. I said, that doesn't make any sense because those high-rise buildings don't really use propane. <laughs> so it's not, they're not even using propane. You're just trying to justify how every support column was cut at the exact moment that the building needed for it to collapse like a controlled demolition. I remember that argument so vividly. 47-story high-rise right into its footprint. So the PNAC report told us that a new Pearl Harbor was needed if we were to enact this revolutionary change, this process of transformation. And the neocon image of an enemy to hold society together was part of this process of transformation. That's the PNAC report, or Rebuilding America's Defenses. Then we began to recognize the similarities between September 11th, 2001 and something that is very famous for some of you. You'll know this immediately when I say it. March 13th, 1962, Project Northwoods. Project Northwoods was an attempt by the Joint Chiefs of Staff not signed by President Kennedy, but an attempt to incite justifications for an invasion of Cuba. Here were some of those justifications. Start rumors. Land-friendly Cubans in uniforms over the fence to stage an attack on base. Capture Cuban-friendly saboteurs inside the base. Total false flag. Start riots near the base, near the main gate, with friendly Cubans. False flag. Blow up ammunition inside the base. Start fires. Burn aircraft and air base. Sabotage. Lob mortar shells from outside of the base into the base. Some damage to installations. Capture assault teams approaching from the sea or vicinity of Guantanamo Bay. Capture militia group, which storms the base. Sabotage ship in harbor. Large fires. Sink ship near harbor entrance. United States would respond by executing offensive operations 
to secure water and power supplies, destroying artillery and mortar emplacements which threaten the base. Commence large-scale United States military operation. A, quote, remember the main incident could be arranged in several forms. Remember the main? Remember 9-11. Never forget. We could blow up a U.S. ship in Guantanamo Bay and blame Cuba. We could blow up a drone, unmanned vessel, anywhere in the Cuban waters. We could arrange to cause such incident in the vicinity of Havana or Santiago as a spectacular result of Cuban attack from the air or sea or both. And they go on from there. We could develop a communist Cuba terror campaign in the Miami area, in other Florida cities, and even in Washington. They go on from there. Here's probably the most interesting part of Northwoods. Use of a MiG-type aircraft by U.S. pilots could provide additional provocation. Literal false flag, flying the plane of your enemy. Harassment of civil air, attacks on surface shipping, and destruction of U.S. military drone aircraft by MiG-type planes would be useful in complementary actions. Oh, and then there's this part. Hijacking attempts against civil air and surface craft should appear to continue as harassing measures abandoned by the government of Cuba. It is possible to create an incident which will demonstrate convincingly that a Cuban aircraft has attacked and shot down a chartered civilian airliner en route from the United States to Guatemala, Panama, or Venezuela, or Jamaica. An aircraft at Elegant Air Force Base would be painted and numbered as an exact duplicate for a civil registered aircraft belonging to a CIA proprietary organization in the Miami area. At a designated time, the duplicate would be substituted for the actual civil aircraft and would be loaded with the selected passengers all boarded under carefully prepared aliases. The actual registered aircraft would be converted to a drone. The document goes on from there. Much like what we saw happen in communist China in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, what's happening today with the Capitol so-called riot, with viruses, and with the 100 Flowers campaign, In 1962, very long time ago during the Kennedy administration, the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to do basically what we saw that morning of September 11th, the justified invasion of Cuba. There's a lot more after this. You don't want to miss tonight's show. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, 
and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS app store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us. Prior to 9-11-2001, fire has never caused any large steel-framed high-rise to collapse. Ever. Especially two on the same day in the same place. In fact, not just two, three high-rise structures collapsed that morning and that afternoon, Building 7 at the World Trade Center Complex. Another thing that I think is easily forgotten, there was absolutely foreknowledge of the event. Several countries warned the United States, and in fact, unidentified insiders made millions on the stocks of American and United Airlines and those of other corporations that were impacted by the attacks. They put put options, which are bets, made just prior to 9-11. The Secret Service also broke established protocol by allowing President Bush to remain in a well-publicized classroom. They did a photo op long after it was known the U.S. was under attack. The new Pearl Harbor of the PNAC Rebuilding America's Defenses document was said to be the solution to speeding up the process of transformation, even if it brings revolutionary change. They said it would be a long one to do this absent some catastrophic and catalyzing event like a new Pearl Harbor. They also neglect to mention that some news sites, some news reports, 
actually were able to predict the future. Building 7 collapsed at 520 that evening. Every single support column in that building compromised at the same time. It was reported the building fell several minutes before it actually fell. Oops. Over the years, we've seen so many documentaries, so many movies, so many TV shows. We've heard so many interviews. A lot of people are probably tired of hearing about 9-11. Probably tired of hearing about the war on terror. Isn't that something from a bygone age? That was like 20 years ago, man. I actually had a guy tell me that. I used to go out when I was 19 years old, and I would hand out flyers and uh, papers. And those groups that I was a part of, We Are Change, etc., a lot of them stopped doing what they were doing when Barack Obama became the savior. Uh, so that was a couple of years into his administration. People sort of started to forget about 9-11, and then as Obama expanded wars and drone strikes and spying and militarized police, suddenly everybody who hated war started to like war because, hey, my guy's in office. I can't not like what he's doing. That would make me a racist. So I used to go out and do these flyer handouts. And I remember a guy saying to me one time, I'll never forget this. He was in a tan, like an old school tan Cadillac in the back seat. And he had two other guys driving, white guys. And I said, would you like some information on 9-11? And he went, 9-11, man? That happened like 15 years ago. Now, mind you, this was like 2009, 2000. It was like 2010, maybe 2010, some 2011, somewhere in there. Uh, can't remember the exact year because it was after I got out of high school. So got into film school like 2009. So probably 2010, 2011. Man, wasn't that like, 10, 15 years ago, man, like get over it. He said, get over it. Let's get over it. And you know, for years, people used to ask me on radio when I would talk about 9-11, they would say, why do you still talk about this? Why does this matter? Well, it matters a lot, especially if there was pre-knowledge of the event, especially if aspects of the event were pre-planned by cave dwellers or by Pentagon dwellers. If you go back to the first World Trade Center bombing back in the 1990s where we had the FBI involved in that bombing, February 26, 1993, 10, 18 a.m. Mountain Time. That was a year after comic books like Deathstroke the Terminator showed the Twin Towers on fire as if they had been struck by a plane. We saw in other comic books the Twin Towers being struck by a plane. I believe that was Mortadello in 1993. Super Mario Bros. in 1993. Marvel in 1993 with a swastika flag planted in the destroyed towers. The Illuminati card game with a terrorist nuke at the building. The Pentagon on fire. And The Simpsons, of course. I'm not sure if that's much predictive programming. That might actually be coincidence. Armageddon, and the Lone Gunman. 2001, the Lone Gunman hijacked planes flown into the World Trade Center. The military was also running drills that morning. Remember the drills of planes being hijacked and flown into the World Trade Center? NORAD was unable to 
keep their perfect record intact that morning. Two hours passed with no interceptions. Another thing that gets grossly overlooked is the fact that all of those so-called terrorists who were blamed, a lot of them were still alive. Based on reports from Newsweek, the BBC, The Guardian, I even pulled out my files, paper files, so they can't be changed by Google. And I went on to BBC and I typed in 9-11 hijacker alive and I pulled up the story from September 23rd, 2001. And it says, Saudi Arabian pilot Walid al-Shehi was one of the five men that the FBI said had deliberately crashed American Airlines Flight 11 into World Trade Center on September 11th. Oops, he's still alive. So they say it's because of mistaken identity. It's all because of mistaken identity that several of the hijackers were still alive after the event, despite the fact that I have here the FBI list of the most wanted, despite the fact that these hijackers were said to be the Responsible parties, 15 of the 19 were Saudi. The U.S. never invaded Saudi Arabia. We just sold them weapons. They say that these men simply stole people's identities. Very convenient for the FBI. You might also remember an Al-Qaeda leader who met with government officials. Anwar al-Awaki. Anwar al-Awalki. He met at the Department of Defense, even though he had huge connections to the so-called hijackers. The Taliban agreed to hand bin Laden over to the U.S. if they had received proof that he conducted the 9-11 attacks. The U.S. still to this day has provided zero proof that Osama bin Laden was involved in the attacks. In fact... Some of you may remember this. I'd be very surprised if anybody remembers this. I didn't remember it until I found it in my paper archive. But Osama bin Laden did an interview, reportedly, October 16th, 2001. It was published in a Pakistani newspaper. September 28th, 2001 was the publication. Bin Laden talked about the September 11th attacks. He said, I've already said that I am not involved in the 11th of September attacks in the U.S. I'm not involved in the attacks. He goes on to describe U.S. foreign policy, talks about U.S. intelligence agencies needing money and making stories up and blaming the wrong people, etc. Obviously, the U.S., funded Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda, Operation Cyclone. That was the CIA's code name to arm Afghan Mujahideen during the Soviet war in Afghanistan from 1979 to 1989. The U.S. also gave Saddam Hussein a green light before the Gulf War began. Green light, sure, invade. Hey, why are you invading? Then we got reports when bin Laden supposedly was Shot dead, he was killed. We got reports his daughter claims that he was captured alive, probably interrogated and then executed. Other reports 
Osama bin Laden had been dead for years as of 2009, that he died a few years or just a few months after 9-11, and that the U.S. and Britain covered it up to justify and continue the war on, quote, terror. NORAD was able to pick up the pieces of their failure that morning because in 2011, NORAD intercepted two jets near the U.S. Capitol. They also were able to track Santa Claus for the last 21 years. 2016, a bill passed Congress allowing 9-11 victims to sue Saudi Arabia. Government released redacted 28 pages from the 9-11 report. Remember that? Got a copy of that here. And, of course, something that nobody wants to talk about, no matter what their radio show is, no matter what their opinion is, no matter what their politics are, this is a subject totally off-limits to everybody. Israeli newspaper reported, this is according to Reuters and Haaretz News Service, Benjamin Netanyahu told an audience at Bar Ilan University that the September 11, 2001 terror attacks had been beneficial for Israel, putting the U.S. on a leash and dragging them into conflict with the enemies of Israel. This is a quote. We are benefiting from one thing, and that is the attack on the Twin Towers and Pentagon and the American struggle in Iraq. This was in 2008. He said these events, quote, swung American public opinion in our favor. Then you look at the towers themselves. You look at the inconsistency of two planes and jet fuel bringing down these two towers when we could clearly see smoke pouring out of the basement before the towers collapsed. We could see strange, anomalous things happening, read those reports, see the videos, etc. Things like a plane striking the building, but the wing of the plane going behind a building that was in the background as if there was a layering rendering issue. We also saw, which if you watch that today, of course, somebody edited that. Oh, yes, somebody probably did edit it. This wasn't after the fact. It was before the fact. That's the official video they showed. Somebody made a mistake. The flash of light before the plane struck the building. Or the fact that the buildings somehow collapsed into their own footprint and into the bathtub area, and yet they didn't damage that concrete bathtub area. However, when they brought in earth-moving equipment to move the material, a lot of it was gone because things were literally turned to powder. They were dustified. Dustification. Earth-moving equipment cracked the foundation. People said, oh, it was already damaged when those buildings collapsed. Do you know how big those buildings were? You're telling me all that steel, all that concrete, all those office chairs and desks and all that paper and everything that was in that building, everything, toilets, sinks, that collapsed into its own footprint. There was barely the receiver of a phone 
left over from that collapse. Everything was turned to dust, and yet the foundational bathtub did not crack. But when they brought in some trucks, it started to crack because the trucks were too big and they were too heavy, meaning something was off with the remnants of those towers. And that's where you get into the work of people like Dr. Judy Wood and her giant textbook. I've got a copy of it here. Where did the towers go? I ask you that question. Where did the towers go? You ever read her book? It's astounding. The earthquake, seismic comparisons, seismic comparisons to the World Trade Center compared to the King Dome in Seattle, which was demolished in 2000. Seismographs do not match the collapsing of those two towers. I'm not going to get into the technicalities of it. It's too much, one, for time's sake, and for two, I don't fully understand the scientific basis of all of it, but I do understand seismographs. I do understand that paper doesn't usually fuse to metal, and yet we saw paper literally fused to a metal filing cabinet. We also saw coins fused together, what is called fusion of dissimilar materials. Kind of like that episode of the X-Files where the lizard gets stuck in the rock. We were told that there was smoke pouring out of the bottom of the World Trade Center under all the debris. Yet there were people standing in the smoke. Supposed to be blazing hot. People were standing in it. All of these things, all of these inconsistencies, all of these stories, all of these fictional accounts, all the things that we were told, all the things that we're supposed to believe now about what happened in New York City, what happened in Washington, and what happened in Shanksville. Remember, a plane hit the ground in Shanksville. They made a movie about it. Remember, at first, fighter jets took off from Washington it's been confirmed that they had orders to shoot down the passenger airliner, Flight 93. At the time, that was denied. No, the military wouldn't kill civilians. No, they wouldn't shoot down that plane. The passengers on that plane overcame the terrorists, to quote George Bush, terrorists, and turned it upside down on its belly, or rather on its head, turned its belly upside down, and then crashed it into the ground. They were heroes, right? They didn't shoot the plane down. The plane crashed into the ground with no remnants, and that's why debris was scattered over miles because the thing was shot down. But even then, was that actually Flight 93? Because I've got a copy here in my file, a paper copy that says Flight 93 landed at an airport because of a bomb threat that morning. That story has been pulled from every conceivable internet archive you can find. Gone. You type in Flight 93, Cincinnati, Ohio, ABC News, bomb threat. You maybe could find it. I've dug for it. I can't find it. But I, I've got the copy here on my desk. Flight 93 grounded because of a bomb threat. And then suddenly, oh, it crashed in Shanksville. Now, I think that's quite interesting because it sounds really similar to 
Project Northwoods. Project Northwoods in 1962 was a plan to justify an invasion of Cuba using terrorist techniques and what is traditionally and actually literally called a false flag operation where the U.S. would use soldiers or they'd use friendly Cubans to play the bad guys so they could justify an invasion of Cuba. One of the plans, and I'll read it directly to you, included this. An aircraft at Elgin Air Force Base would be painted and numbered as an exact duplicate for a civil registered aircraft belonging to a CIA proprietary organization in the Miami area. At a designated time, the duplicate could be substituted for the actual civil aircraft and would be loaded with the selected passengers all boarded under carefully prepared aliases. The actual registered aircraft would be converted to a drone. Takeoff times of the drone aircraft and the actual aircraft will be scheduled to allow a rendezvous south of Florida. From the rendezvous point, the passenger carrying aircraft will descend to minimum altitude and go directly into an auxiliary field at Elgin Air Force Base where arrangements will have been made to evacuate the passengers and return the aircraft to its original status. The drone aircraft, meanwhile, will continue to fly the filed path of flight, the filed flight path. When over Cuba, the drone will be again transmitting, it will be uh, transmitting a international distress frequency, Mayday, stating he is under attack by Cuban MiG aircraft. This incident will be used to justify, they say, an invasion of Cuba. Remote-controlled planes in 1962. Packing a plane with specific passengers, switching the signal, the transponder, flying the plane with the passengers and landing it, just like Flight 93 landed before it was, quote, shot down or, quote, crashed because of the, quote, heroes. It's all psychology. You said it didn't crash? You don't think they're heroes? It's not about that. It's about what, how did the plane actually crash because two fighter jets shot it down. But was that actually Flight 93? Because the CIA and the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to do the same thing back in 1962. Switch out a plane that was commercial for a plane that was CIA, blow the CIA plane up, but then have the commercial plane uh, deliver these uh, uh, selected passengers to an Air Force base. Switch the commercial airliner for the CIA airliner. Or I should say they wanted to blow up the commercial airliner, but they took the CIA airliner, painted, and uh, they switched it out. So th- this is Project Northwoods. Just like FDR allowed Pearl Harbor to happen, George Bush, we believe, allowed 9-11 to happen because the neocons needed a, quote, new Pearl Harbor based on their PNAC defense document. Rebuilding America's defenses. Now, all of that happened 21 years ago. The actual events themselves. Things that we don't remember too well today. It's become commonplace to just, that's what happened. Don't really question it. Come on, man, that's like 10 years ago. Why would you question 9-11? And here's the thing. If terrorists were really jealous of our freedom, that's what we were told, and their goal was to undermine the powers and moral positions of the United States, then they were able to do so very successfully. They were able to do so 
with two commercial planes and box cutters. They were able to do so with two commercial planes and box cutters. What the U.S. could not do with trillions of dollars and the most awesomely powerful military, arguably, in the history of the world. They were able to defeat their enemy. It's been 21 years since the events of September 11, 2001, precisely the amount of time a nation requires to be fully demoralized. The active measures employed have succeeded in this and proceeded into the destabilization and the normalization, the different phases in rapid succession of the active measures strategy. Some may believe the effects of 9-11 have worn off, but they've merely been transitioned into a new crisis, and then another new crisis, and another new crisis. Crisis after crisis, where the slogan of never forget, remember, remember, the 11th of September, and insert state here, strong, New York strong, etc. These slogans are being replaced with stay home to flatten the curve, mask up, orange man bad, I stand with Ukraine. Recently, we heard, just don't use your power to flatten the curve of climate change. Administration after administration from Bush to Obama to Trump to Biden have expanded unwarranted domestic spying, escalated wars of aggression and drone strikes, spent trillions of dollars that don't exist, militarized, controlled police, and demoralized and dematerialized, defunded, honest police. A weaponized judiciary system has been created. Conditions of molestation and privacy violations are commonplace to obtain transport. And you can guarantee your bet that if a Florida judge did not rule that the CDC had no authority to enforce the mask mandate, you would see at airports and buses indefinitely, forever, like the TSA, you would be wearing a mask forever. Just like New York City has indefinitely extended their state of emergency for COVID. Not to mention all those real ID cards that are starting to come out 21 years later. Your national ID card. It's not a national ID card, but it uses the same kind of a concept because it identifies you nationally everywhere. That's what the website says. Department of Homeland Security. Our military has also been destroyed. Everything has been destroyed in the name of stopping terrorism. And in the process, blame has been shifted from Muslim terrorists to domestic terrorists. It's not brown people anymore. It's white people. It's Christians. It's etc. Whatever. Our resources have been wasted. Our currency devalued possibly beyond repair, infrastructure allowed to crumble, morals corrupted, and our basic and most simple social contract guaranteeing a safe and just society has been shredded in the name of Marxist class struggle, perpetual class warfare. Some of this is probably pretty obvious to you. A lot of you are much older than I am. You have memories of events I've only read about in history books. But in the next hour, I'm going to share with you something that you might not have heard of before. That beyond the fiction 
beyond the stories, beyond the narrative, beyond the mythology of 9-11, something else happened that morning. Something those two towers symbolically, inherently, esoterically, and occultly represent. As does whatever struck the Pentagon. I don't care if it was a missile, plane, or Bigfoot threw something at it. The pentagram, which encompasses the Pentagon, was lit on fire like a ritual. Lighting the pentagram on fire, tearing down the towers, allows us to rebuild a new world. And it allows for the conjuring of pure evil. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe. Please buy a book, thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. And there's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere here on The Secret Teachings. Thanks, Ryan. This is David Knight with the thedavidknightshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS app store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. 
broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war. And you have precious little time to save yourself. It's a slow process which we call active measures. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. With a violent change of power, structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. There is another very important phrase of warfare. It has as its target not the body, but the mind of the enemy. The disaster is coming closer and closer. The danger is real. Target psychological warfare is against the enemy's mind. It is words and ideas. Ammunition used by Cywar. Its mission is to influence the thoughts of the enemy soldier. And at the same time, is expected and encouraged to study foreign languages and the social sciences such as history, economics, and sociology. He must have a broad and sympathetic understanding of all phases of human experience. Gripping at my skin, the walls of night close in. Oh, but the use of this force as an integral part of combat has now taken on new form. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings Radio, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. TheSecretTeachings.info is the website. If terrorists were jealous of our freedom, as we were told 21 years ago, and their goal was to undermine the powers and moral positions of the United States, then they were able to do with two commercial planes and box cutters what the U.S. could not do with trillions of dollars and the most awesomely powerful military in the history of the world. Defeat their enemy. It has been 21 years since the events of September 11th, 2001. Precisely the amount of time that a nation needs, that a nation requires to be fully demoralized. The active measures employed have succeeded in this and proceeded into other phases like destabilization, and normalization. Some of you might believe that the effects of 9-11 have worn off. That was like 10, 15, 20 years ago, man. But they've merely transitioned into a new crisis and then another new crisis and another new crisis and another new crisis where the slogans of never forget, remember, remember the 11th of September and insert your state here, strong, New York strong, have been replaced with stay home to flatten the curve. Mask up. Orange man bad. I stand with Ukraine. Administration after administration 
from Bush and Obama to Trump and Biden, expanded unwarranted domestic spying, escalated wars of aggression and drone strikes, spent trillions of dollars that don't exist, militarized, controlled police, and demoralized, honest police, weaponized the judicial system, conditions of molestation and privacy violation, expanded and became normal at the airport to obtain transportation. And you can bet your bottom dollar if a federal judge did not stand up to the CDC and tell them they had no authority to implement that mask policy, you'd be wearing a mask indefinitely forever like the states of emergency for COVID that are still active in places like New York City because the power-hungry tyrants want to maintain that power of emergency indefinitely, forever. In this process, not only has our military might been destroyed, our economic might been destroyed, our morals have been destroyed and corrupted. Morale has been crushed. And in the process, blame has been shifted from terrorists overseas. We have to go over them over there and fight them so they don't have to come over here and fight us, right? We don't want them to come over here. We've got to go over there and get them. We've shifted the blame from Muslim terrorists and Islamic terrorists to domestic terrorists. They're hiding around every single corner. Did you know that? Everywhere you look, Muslim terrorists have transformed into white Christian terrorists. For whatever reason, white Christians are one of the most hated groups by the establishment, but it doesn't matter if they're white Christian or if they're brown and Muslim. It's the same exact thing. Same exact type of ideology. Hunt them down. Target them for elimination, extermination. In the process of getting to that final destination, They're so evil, they're so guilty by association, by declaration. They're so guilty because their guilt is assumed. They're guilty until they've been proven innocent, which will never happen. Anything, anything can be justified to meet the ends of ridding the world of these terrible, racist, sexist, genderist, transphobic, homophobic, evil, white, Christian people. Unless you're a Democrat, of course. And then, as Joe Biden said, the big threat are people that like America. Showing you that he's not the president of the United States. He's a compromised puppet of a foreign power. As was Obama. I'm not sure about Bush, but he surely was an idiot. And I don't know if Trump was really a puppet, but Trump was certainly not a leader. In the process of switching from Muslim terrorism and domestic terrorism over to white Christians with Bibles and red ties. And it could just as easily be a book on atheism and a blue tie. We've switched over to white skin instead of brown skin. It's no longer power to the people or we the people, but power to the state. Long live the state. Long live the party. It is not we the people. It is we The peasants. The idea that you are either with the United States or you're with the terrorists has been updated to read you are either with the party or against the party. The lies of chemical, biological, and explosive weapons of mass destruction were proven time and time again 
to be nothing more than weapons of mass deception propagated by panic-cultivating, pathetic, cowardice media and political hysteria. Nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to be in the minority, because if you're in the minority, you don't agree with the majority, you're an extremist. Our resources have been wasted, currency devalued beyond repair, infrastructure allowed to crumble, morals corrupted, and our basic, most simple social contract guaranteeing a safe and just society has been shredded in the name of class struggle. And with all of these things, once we understand them, once we grasp them, once we think about them, we turn our attention back tonight to September 11th, 2001. New York City, Washington, and Pennsylvania. Planes striking the World Trade Center that morning. 8.45 a.m. on a Tuesday. American Airlines, Boeing 767, 20,000 gallons of jet fuel, crashed into the North Tower of WTC in New York City burning a hole near the 80th floor of the 110-story skyscraper. 18 minutes after the first plane hit, a second Boeing 767, United Airlines Flight 175, turned toward the World Trade Center and slammed into the building right around the 60th floor. Flight 93 smashed into the ground in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Reports were that planes had been sent to shoot it down. That was later confirmed. Story was heroes, though. Got the plane to the ground to stop it from crashing into a building. How did they know where the plane was going? Were they fully aware of what was happening? Because according to news reports at the time, of which I have copies of here, you can find them hopefully, maybe if you keep looking for them online, I couldn't find anything. It's been pulled from everything, everywhere. Flight 93 actually landed at an airport because of a bomb threat. And then Flight 77, 9.45 a.m., crashed into the Pentagon. Couldn't get the videotapes, though. The FBI confiscated those from the gas station and the other stores in the area that had video footage of what actually struck the Pentagon. Luckily, it struck the accounting department. And if you remember... You have a memory. You'll remember Mr. Aspartame, as we call him. Mr. Aspartame, who also sold nuclear secrets to the Koreans, never was prosecuted for that. Donald Rumsfeld. Remember Donald Rumsfeld? We cannot locate $2.3 trillion. Just gone. Can't find it. I don't know what happened to it. That was on September 10th, right before 9-11. $2.3 trillion, that's a lot of money. Trillions have gone missing since then. But conveniently, we all forgot the very next morning because we had more pressing matters to deal with. What actually brought those towers down? What brought Building 7 down? 47-story high-rise, not struck by a plane, not even discussed, not even detailed or analyzed in the 9-11 Commission. 
They didn't care to investigate Building 7. No mention. 571-page 9-11 Commission, just like the Warren Commission. 9-11, just like Project Northwoods. Just like FDR allowing Pearl Harbor, George Bush, or whoever's in, quote, control, allowed 9-11 to happen to justify further invasion, further acts of aggression and war, and an expansion of the police state. Like a new Pearl Harbor, the neocon think tank, PNAC, Project for the New American Century, Rebuilding America's Defenses. And then when you start to look into the details of what happened and you realize the official narrative is inaccurate, it's incorrect, it's incomplete, you might get into the work of Richard Gage, who we've had on the show so many times I can't even count, architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, pilots, celebrities now, so many people involved to this day still talking about, still sharing, still documenting, still investigating what happened that morning. Because what happened that morning is still important. And what happened in late 2019, early 2020 is still important. And it'll still be important 21 years from now. In the 2040s, it'll still be important. Hopefully, I'll be here to tell you what happened in 2019 and 2020 when the narrative in 2043 is that a bat got some lady sick. You look at what happened to those towers, the seismographs don't match, the towers collapsing, hundreds of stories onto the bathtub, concrete, reinforced structure at the bottom. Somehow, that didn't crack it, but they brought some trucks in to clean up the material that did crack it. They sold a lot of the material off very quickly, got it out of the country. Some of these fires weren't really fires. They weren't hot enough to burn paper. They were more like St. Elmo's fire. They were more like a result of some form of activity environmentally. We saw columns bent or we saw metal that came apart like it was silly putty. We saw fusion of dissimilar materials. We saw... Things like coins fused together, paper fused to metal. You can see this in the 9-11 Museum if they still have it. Cars that rusted within hours. Did you know that there were also explosions? That cars were actually on fire, had blown up on the other side of the island? Do you realize that it wasn't just the Twin Towers? It wasn't just Building 7. There were car parking lots. Cars were, there's photographs of this. Upwind of the World Trade Center. You see the smoke pouring out of these areas where these cars are completely toasted just to certain points. Plastic not melted, but the car totally burned. If you go from World Trade Center Complex to FDR Drive in the South Street Seaport, 
cars were toasted and blown apart all the way over there. A car park just up the road from the World Trade Center complex. Boom, 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 boom. Toasted cars, toasted cars, toasted cars everywhere. Plastic didn't melt. But that metal sure did melt. Just the engines catching on fire. Just the front of the car burning. Fire burns until a certain point and it stops. All in the same areas. And then cars rusted. Rapidly. Like demolecularization. All of this can be found in Dr. Judy Wood's book. Where did the towers go? You also see famous story of the people in the stairwell with a building collapsed and then they looked up and thought they were going to die. There's a blue sky, smoke-filled sky. Top of one of the towers tilts and then stops and then falls in place like it hit a force field. These are all things that need to be thought about, need to be talked about, need to be considered even 20-something years later because the technology used to bring those towers, to bring down the World Trade Center complex was much more advanced, I believe, than jet fuel. But again, beyond that, those two towers represent something that is archetypical, that is symbolic, that is subconscious, something esoteric, something occult. When I was doing radio at WPRK, I had a friend uh, named uh, Aaron. He went by the name DJ Wired. And he played a lot of music early in the morning. He was involved in hip-hop rap community. He did stuff with a lot of famous uh, rappers, musicians, etc. And I remember we were talking one morning and we had, um, there were a lot of like politically themed hip-hop songs, rap songs. Uh, I think Paris was one of the rappers. There was, was a bunch of uh, good, good, good musicians, good rappers, good lyricists. And we were... We were discussing all this, and we got into the discussion about the Pentagon. And I remember saying, I said, the Pentagon is inside of a pentagram. If you draw a pentagram, you get a pentagon in the middle. The pentagon, or the pentagram, is a symbol of defense. So that's why they call it, it was the War Department in the 40s. Now they call it the Defense Department, Department of Defense, DOD. I said, that's an eerie thing to see that the Pentagon wasn't destroyed Funny enough, the accounting department struck. $2.3 trillion just gone missing. But it's funny that the Pentagon was essentially lit on fire. It wasn't damaged beyond repair. Whatever struck the building went through several walls. Probably not a plane. There's no plane marks. They found like a tiny piece of a plane on the, the lawn. And then you had Donald Rumsfeld, who's the Secretary of Defense, who should be, number one, making sure the anti-aircraft missile system is active. That was shut off, although the plane did come in very low. It was circling, though. It circled Washington. Then it came in real low, so low, it supposedly hit the streetlights. I mean, at, at that speed, how that plane came so close to the ground and was able to hit its target directly, you couldn't make that target if you tried hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands of times, unless you're a computer or you just got really lucky, despite the fact that the guy flying that plane reportedly could barely fly a one engine plane. I've flown one of those. They're, they're still, there's a pretty hard to fly. 
But somehow he took that commercial airliner and he did a corkscrew spin down to just above ground level where you might have been able to jump up and touch it. And then he slammed into the Pentagon. But we can't see the video. When we were having that conversation that morning at the old radio station, my friend said, he said, you should listen to this song. He played this song for me. And uh, he knew that I was interested in symbolism and occultism. And I said that the Pentagon is basically on fire. I mean, that's it's almost satanic. As we played this song, and there was a rapper, and he said something about they lit the pentagram on fire. That's what they do in satanic rituals. And I remember listening to that, and I thought, okay, so I'm not the only crazy person. <laughs> I also think the same thing. And that's what they did. I'm not saying it's satanic. I'm saying they literally lit the pentagram on fire and then they destroyed the two towers. You know, if you look into classical world religion, you find things like in India, you find the Yad Yam, you find the Yin Yang in Asian tradition. It's known in Western world, of course. This symbolizes opposing forces in balance. With chaos preserved in order and order preserved in chaos. That's why you get the white with the black dot. So you get order with the black dot of chaos, a little bit of chaos in the order. And then you get in the black segment, the chaos, a little white dot of order. And this exists in the microcosm of ourselves and in the macrocosm of collective society and culture. Each enlightenment of self is another brick in the construction of our temple, our bodily temple which becomes a brick in the continued construction of the social temple, an unfinished pyramid dominated by the eye of God. The destruction of the Twin Towers more than two decades ago, 21 years ago now, brought an end to a progressive societal evolution. In fact, very much like the Matrix movie, it feels as if human civilization reached its peak the early months of the 21st century, and that's where it's been kept since then. Those twin pillars represent more than high finance or the target for a terrorist cell or terrorist organization. If you were a terrorist and you wanted to destroy symbols of freedom, you wouldn't destroy a bank, you would destroy the Statue of Liberty. You would destroy something that was more symbolic, maybe Mount Rushmore. And if your goal was to destroy freedom, well, you sure as hell succeeded in that. People keep talking about their freedoms after 9-11. Well, there are no freedoms, so nobody's going to take them away. They've been shipped away at Patriot Act, National Defense Authorization Act, now the Inflation Reduction Act. Those twin pillars represent something Deeply significant. Beauty and strength. Logic and reason. Philosophy and science. And they've been toppled. The pillars of Boaz and Jochen in the Bible, the Masonic tradition, the left and right path have crumbled. Since they've crumbled, we know that when the towers are brought down, when Samson pushes the pillars apart, the whole temple collapses. But then that allows you to build back better or worse. It allows you to build on the ashes of the old world. It takes about 20 years, according to people like Yuri Bezmanov, 
journalist and KGB defector to demoralize a nation, to destabilize a nation, and to normalize the demoralization and the destabilization. All of this is political, it is economic, it is social, it is cultural, it is symbolic, but it is also esoteric, it is also occult, because the yin-yang, the yad-yum, beauty and strength, logic and reason, philosophy and science, and those Masonic biblical pillars of Solomon's temple and the pillars that Samson pushed apart, those pillars represent the two opposing necessary alchemical elements. And when they are destroyed, there can be no union, there can be no communion with the divine, there can be no beauty in the world, there can be no strength in the world, there can be no logic or reasoning, there can only be ugliness and weakness and illogical behavior, irrational behavior, hysterical behavior, and an unreasoning, anti-scientific, anti-philosophical, atheistic, anarchist and any other name you'd like to apply, reality that is constructed on the ashes of the destroyed temple. The pillars of Boaz and Jochen have collapsed. They've crumbled. They are no more. And building the One World Trade Center in its place, May 1st, 1776, Bavarian Illuminati was created Funny enough, May 1st, they announced USA Today. I remember this so vividly. USA Today that the tower would be 1,776 feet. May 1st, 1776. One World Trade Complex. And then we saw that recently Georgia Guidestones were blown up. Get rid of the evidence. Destroy the old world. Bring in the new world. Build a new world on the ashes of the old demoralization, destabilization, and normalization. These are the active measures of a death cult, active measures of ritual murderers. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, a jam-packed fourth segment, final segment tonight, Friday, September 9th, 2022, our 9-11 special. You do not want to miss the last part of tonight's show. We'll come in with a montage and then get into the hardcore details of this esoteric and occult component to 9-11. Stay with us. There's more after this. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. This is David Icke from davidike.com and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, 
Sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable. Oh my goodness! The first witnesses said this first plane looked like a commercial jetliner. Shortly afterward, another plane hit the other tower, causing another massive explosion. That was apparently a smaller plane. Debris from the explosions rained down onto neighboring streets, just as many people were heading to work. There's no word on whether the crashes might have been some sort of act of terrorism, but the FBI is investigating that possibility. Good evening. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world. The United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of Al-Qaeda. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. A lot of uh, uncertainty right now as to what is happening. You can see there are choppers. I believe that could be a police helicopter that is... Oh! Wow. We just saw oh my goodness. Another, another live picture right now. Oh my goodness. Of what oh, I believe was a plane that just hit another plane. This tower does not look like an accident of any kind at this point. Oh, oh my goodness, there's another this one. It seems to be on purpose. That would definitely look like it was on purpose. You hate to say the words, but what comes to mind right now, terrorist attack. That is what it looks like at this point. I think we have a terrorist attack of proportions that we cannot begin to imagine at this juncture. We quickly learned that the 9-11 attacks were carried out by Al-Qaeda. 
Are we ever, ever going to find that love? Yeah, of course. He, he is representative of, uh, of networks of people who, are, who absolutely have made the, their, their cause to defeat the freedoms that we, we take, that, that we understand. And we will not allow him to do so. Are we ever, ever going to find that love? We got a lot of people looking for him. A lot of assets out there. You can't run forever. The largest intelligence apparatus in the world with the biggest budget in the history of the world has been looking for Osama bin Laden for years and years and years and can't find him. Some doofus jerk-off reporter with a camera crew waltzes right into his hideout and interviews him. really uh, indicates to me people don't understand the scope of the mission. So why, why do all these fools believe this charade? That a CNN reporter and his little camera crew can do with all the money and all the assets and all the eavesdropping and all the intelligence and all the satellites and all the undercover operatives in the world can never do. It's because they're not trying. They don't want to. Osama bin Laden is their creation and he is serving them well. To make the killing or capture of bin Laden the top priority of our war against the American people. I mean, is this some kind of incredible joke that people are so stupid they'll fall for this? And now we're being bombarded with messages that Osama bin Laden is planning to attack the United States of America and Israel. So I, I don't know where he is. Nor do, you know, I just don't spend that much time on it, really, to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm more worried about making sure that our soldiers are well supplied, that the strategy is clear, that the coalition is strong. Let me tell you something. If he's an enemy of Israel and the Mossad can't find him, then this thing is the biggest joke that you ever heard of in your life. And I'm telling you, be prepared for a major attack. Yeah. We just saw on live television as a second plane flew into the second tower of the World Trade Center. But it won't be Osama bin Laden. It will be those behind the New World Order who once again want to take the guns and the freedom away from the American people because we're the only ones left in the world who can oppose the destruction of freedom in the world and then the implementation of a one-world totalitarian socialist government, and that is the goal. And whatever is going to happen that they're going to blame on Osama bin Laden, don't you even believe it. Yes, we can. Thank you, Thank you, Another social engineering project to change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one-world socialist totalitarian government. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations. A new you are listening to the Secret Teachings Radio. Targets are supposed to be. And if they don't, you know, if this doesn't materialize in the next two or three weeks, it will eventually materialize because they haven't succeeded in getting the guns out of the hands of the American people. Nor have I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Freedoms away. In fact, there's been a great awakening in this country and a, and a big backlash against these Marxist, communist, puke faced, lying, subversive, Nazi, jackbooted, Gestapo thugs that is gaining. They have to do so something. They must do something terrible in order to stop this backlash and regain, and regain the, the sympathy, sympathy of the, the mass, mass herds of, of sheeple out there. there. Yes, we can. Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan. You know, if terrorists were jealous of our freedoms, they're not jealous anymore, especially after 9-11 and after COVID-19. Now with the climate 
change initiatives, curving the climate change global warming disaster. We were told two weeks to curve for COVID-19. Now it's two weeks to curve for climate change. Don't use your power, turn off your water, etc. Everything that we saw happen on September 11th was much more, though, than a so-called terrorist attack. It was much more than a provocation, than a justification for a new Pearl Harbor, justification for a new war, justification for rebuilding America's defenses. It's much more than just never forgetting. We are New York strong. They used the same slogan in New York when I was living there for COVID that they did with 9-11. It's much more than all of the slogans and all of the economic and infrastructural and social and cultural and political, et cetera, consequences of what happened that morning. The yin and the yang, the yad and the yum, the opposite pillars, beauty and strength, logic and reason, philosophy and science, Boaz and Jochen, the Freemasonic pillars. What do these pillars represent? Think about it for a moment. Eliphaz Levy said, These two pillars represented man and woman, reason and faith, power and liberty, Cain and Abel, right and duty. They were pillars of the intellectual and moral world, the monumental hieroglyphic of the antinomy inevitable to the grand law of creation. These two pillars represent a lot more than just symbols of high finance or the symbols that we remember, 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 and never forget, remember, remember the 11th of September, the terrorist plot. When we look at the two pillars represented in the philosophical doctrine of Sir Francis Bacon, we see science and philosophy. The left column represents science, and above it is the sun, or the visible and mundane world. The right pillar represents philosophy, and above it is the moon, representing the intellectual or indivisible world, representing the intellectual or invisible world. Resting on the inside of each symbolic pillar are perched owls, the Italian word for owl, strega or strix, also meaning witch. Since owls are nocturnal, they have access to covert information and secret knowledge, things gathered in the night. They have occult powers, if you will. Owls are often perched on top of books as a symbol of knowledge and share attributes with the goddess of wisdom, Minerva. To Francis Bacon, the columns were science and philosophy. To Eliphaz Levi, they were power and liberty, Cain and Abel, reason and faith, man and woman. The pillars of the intellectual and moral world. Worlds that have been demolished. The story of Samson in the Bible, Judges, chapter 30. The allegory standing between the pillars, pushing them apart. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might, and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than while he lived. Samson pushing apart the pillars is an allegory. The temple collapses when the pillars collapse. Manly P. Hall wrote extensively about this. Your moral and intellectual, your philosophical and your science, the male and female components, 
the opposing forces in you, when they come into conflict and they are no longer able to sustain the full structure, then the structure collapses just like those buildings on 9-11. The pushing apart of the pillars of reason and justice, philosophy and science brings destruction upon the self. This is equally a Masonic allegory through the metaphor of a collapsing temple that brings about a burying of reason and truth in the rubble, like the story of Hiram Abiff and the three ruffian criminals that attempted to assassinate Hiram Abiff for the secrets of the temple. Samson gained his strength from his hair. The hair is a symbol of the rays of the sun. Samson is another sun symbol. And the sun is, of course, very important, both the S-U-N and the S-O-N, in virtually every religious mythology. In the Kabbalah, the two pillars of strength and beauty represent the universal house. And that house may fall if these supporting columns are pushed apart by the likes of people like Samson. There are several other historical allegories and metaphors that may also be understood, likewise, such as the story of Jesus walking on water. Jesus isn't literally walking on water. Unless you are conquering the elements of fire and walking on fire, people can do that without being burned or without feeling it. That's one way to conquer the elements. The others are to understand what water means. Water is illusion. Walking on the illusions, rising above them, understanding them, not losing faith. And when Peter stepped onto the water, we can interpret this as the surface of illusion made inoperable by the faith or realization of Jesus or truth. Jesus is truth. It's not a physical character, although there was an actual physical Jesus because it was a title bestowed among many people. And they actually found the royal tomb of Christ in the Talpiot tomb back in the 80s in Jerusalem or near Jerusalem. And when Peter started to doubt and lose his faith, he began to sink into the illusion. He lost sight of the way, the ancient path of dedication to truth, whereby the student adheres to the principles of certain esoteric philosophies. Embodiment of that philosophy, and all of this is described in my book, Occult Arcana, was a sense of moral responsibility and an understanding of life achieved, an accomplishment. Life is to accomplish something, to build something through various teachings and rituals. Through initiation, a newly formed hierophant could be realized and himself could realize that life is death and death is life. Life is therefore a grand illusion and a complex dream. Hence, we're reminded of the classical nursery rhyme for children. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. So man and woman, reason and faith, power and liberty, Cain and Abel, right and duty, intellectual and moral worlds, light and darkness, sun and moon, beauty and strength, logic and reason, philosophy and science encompassed within all of these and the pillars Beauty and strength, logic and reason, and the pillars of Boaz and Yachin, or Jackin. These pillars destroyed, destroy the temple. If you look into the tarot cards, you find the high priestess sitting between the two pillars, marked B and J. Pillars used in the construction of Solomon's temple. Her position between those pillars signifies her balancing or unification of opposing forces, alchemy, like the grand Rosicrucian alchemical formula that we've used for the Secret Teachings logo since the beginning. The High Priestess 
tarot card is probably one of the better representations, but we find also a similar balancing act in the justice card. We also find an interesting similarity between the tarot deck and the destroyed tower and our main subject tonight, the 21st anniversary of the 2001 terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center, Pentagon, and what happened in Shanksville. Although that plane was reported to have landed Flight 93 before it crashed into the ground, which reportedly it was actually shot down. Very similar to the Northwoods Project, except all the passengers would have been boarded on that plane and shot down and killed intentionally to cover up the, according to the Northwoods plan, Joint Chiefs of Staff 1962, replacing a commercial airliner with a CIA plane military craft that was painted and had, a, had the transponders switched out of them. When those two towers came down, whether controlled demolition, directed energy weapon, or you think jet fuel did it, that was the destruction of the temple. That was the destruction of all the beautiful things in the world, beauty and strength, logic and reason, philosophy and science, men, women, etc., etc. The Masonic pillars. When those towers came down, the sky and the heavens fell. The temple collapsed. And in that destructive act, in that ritual murder, through the active measures of a death cult, the Pentagon, enclosed in a pentagram, was lit on fire to call upon the forces of the South, to call upon the forces of the North, to call upon the forces of the West and the East, to summon, to conjure, to invoke the forces of nature and the powers of the unnatural to bring not only the United States, but the entire world into total and absolute submission. Submission brought about through a demoralization process, a destabilization process, and the normalization of a demoralized and destabilized worldview and society. I have not mentioned it yet, but yes, I'm very aware that the Queen of England reportedly, has died. Some will say she died before, just like Osama bin Laden. Some will say she died uh, you know, this weekend, or she's still alive and she'll die later. Well, according to all the news reports, on Thursday, Queen of England has died. Queen Elizabeth dead, New York Times, Thursday afternoon, 10.30 a.m., Doctors had placed the queen, who was 96, under medical supervision at Balmoral Castle, her estate in the Scottish Highlands. Prince Charles traveled to Balmoral to be at his mother's side. The death of Queen Elizabeth II is a watershed moment for Britain, and it's almost ironic that the Queen of England died just a week after the anniversary of the death of Princess Diana, the 25th anniversary. And a few days before 9-11... There's no linkage between the Queen of England dying and the 9-11 anniversary. Well, I guess not directly, but I want you to think in the last couple of days, Queen of England has died, Princess Diana, 25th anniversary. We saw the moon goddess worship last month in August. We've done a handful of shows on it. Music, movies, TV, car crashes, etc. Name Aurelia, the Artemis rocket launch, that was delayed and failed. September 11th anniversary coming up this weekend. All of this stuff orbiting 
around other reports such as Catholic News Agency, Pope Francis instructs Vatican entities to move all funds to Vatican Bank by September 30th. We don't have time to go into that, but huge moves by the Vatican, huge moves that will absolutely come out of Buckingham Palace as the Queen is dead. Perhaps we will see the dragon that stands on the shore of the sea. A beast coming out of the sea. Ten horns and seven heads. Ten crowns on its horns. Speaking blasphemous names. Perhaps we will see the rise of the real, true Antichrist. We will see the rise of a global death cult that kills, murders, and destroys everything in its path. Perhaps now the years of tribulation begin. Perhaps now revelations is being fulfilled. Prince Charles should ascend to the throne. Prince Charles should become the king of England. Now we're not exactly sure if that's going to happen, but he is next in line. Prince Charles of Wales, then Prince William. Prince Charles, Prince William, I think Prince William is a better candidate for the Antichrist myself. You may have heard Clyde's show last week. You may have heard our shows that we've done in the past, some shows we've done with Clyde, talking about Dr. Heldor, the P's and the Q's, the Pope's and the Presidents and the Queen's. President Biden admitted that he has cancer. The Pope is functioning with half lung capacity, moving all this money around. By September 30th, Vatican entities are moving all their funds to the Vatican Bank, sparking fears and concerns something big is about to happen. And what is the Vatican? What is Buckingham Palace? What is the White House? What are these three major centers of military, religious, and economic power? They are the horns of the beast. If you look up Daniel 7, 8, you don't have to be a Christian to look it up. You don't have to be a Christian to own a Bible. and You don't have to be Christian to understand the ideas and the concepts embodied in this passage. There are three horns that have to be uprooted, three horns that have to be picked, that have to be plucked. This is from Daniel 7, 8. While I was thinking about the horns, there before me was another horn, a little one, which came up among them, and three of the first horns were uprooted before it. The horn had eyes like the eyes of a human being and a mouth that spoke boastfully. The three horns, religious power in the Vatican, economic power in London, military power in Washington, plucking those three horns, pluck, 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 replacing them with a singular horn. The United States of America, the Republic, the White House, Joe Biden, you see these people running for the Senate, running for Congress, people that cannot finish sentences that are mentally ill. You see the White House press secretary who literally cannot read a script. She's literally that stupid. 
or she might actually be suffering from a mental retardation problem, and I don't mean that to be mean. The queen dying and the Vatican rearranging, the three horns are on the move. The three horns are being pulled out, wiggled back and forth like a loose tooth. The singular horn might just be here. And this year, 2022, marks the year of the opening of the One World Religious Headquarters. Set to open this year, the headquarters called the Abrahamic Family House in the city of Abu Dhabi. Major world religions merged into one. Three of the horns uprooted, and the singular horn takes power. Prince Charles, Prince William, William, Bill, like Bill Cooper, William Cooper, Bill, Bell, Ball, William, Prince William, Prince Bill, Prince Ball, the kingdom of the Antichrist. And what does all of that have to do with 9-11? Well, the destruction of the towers, the destruction of the temple, the invocation, the conjuring of evil, of, of powerful otherworldly force, the lighting of the pentagram on fire, call upon the forces of darkness, if you will, the Vatican and the Pope rearranging Catholicism, pulling all the money into the Vatican Bank, totally changing the definition of what it means to be religious or what it means to be Catholic. And Buckingham Palace, the Queen of England, reportedly dead as of yesterday. Queen Elizabeth II dies. Maybe she's still alive. I don't know. When I see a president who can't speak, who has cancer, I see his press secretary who can't speak. I see others running for office who literally cannot speak. The republic is not in jeopardy. There is no republic. There is no United States of America. When I see the Vatican moving all their money to the Vatican Bank by the end of this month, when I see the Pope redefining Catholicism, and accepting all the things that, even though I'm not a Christian, Christians and Catholics tend to disagree with. When I see the Queen dead, Prince Charles, Prince William ascending to the throne, the Red Dragon, Prince Bill, King Bill, King Bell, King Ball, the first king of hell, Ball, as in Bali Eilish or Billie Eilish. She embodies those actual symbols in her music. This is the rise of the Red Dragon, the great beast out of the sea, out of the sand, the great beast with the heads and the blasphemous mouths, the piercing eyes, and the years of tribulation to follow. You know that it's late 2022, right? Late 2022 gives us seven years until the marker of 2030, where we're supposed to have total equality and everything merged together and it's all wonderful, it's all beautiful, everything's perfect, everything is part of the singularity and the internet of things. Well, seven years from right now, from the anniversary of the 25th of Diana's death, goddess worship last month, to the queen's death, to the 9-11 anniversary, the Vatican redefining religion, moving around all the money to the Vatican Bank by the end of the month. The president, White House staff, people are pretty much not even human, unable to even speak, communicate. Religious, economic, and military power 
collapsing to be merged into the one world system, one world religious center in Abu Dhabi. And from right now until 2030, we find ourselves in a peculiar situation where although I am not a Christian, why would I tell you that I'm not a Christian when I'm a Christian? I'm not a Christian. I'm just not a Christian, period. I don't care what you think. I'm not a Christian. But from right now to 2030, we find ourselves in a peculiar predicament. We find ourselves facing seven years of tribulation run by a death cult. Either I'm wrong and the Bible is completely accurate and literal and the word truth just implies that there's meaning where there isn't or some really evil people some really powerful people have called on truly dark forces and entities, other worldly or within themselves, to fulfill prophecy, self-fulfilled prophecy, to position themselves as the arbiters of reality and the rulers of this realm, of this planet, of human civilization, of every single mind, body, and soul. Remember that song, Illuminati, what my mind, soul, and my body? Secret society, try to keep their eye on me by prodigy. That's what they want. Mind, body, and soul. Don't let them have it. You don't have to be a Christian to recognize that the beast is rising out of the sea. You don't have to be a Christian to recognize that every major center or horn is being plucked to be replaced in a great resetting after the towers and the temple have been destroyed with a totally new system, totally centralized, totally controlled, totally organized by a death cult of psychopaths and devil worshipers. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a lot to do this weekend, and I hope that you'll tune in again Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday next week, especially if you work or you have free time, whatever. Tune into The Secret Teachings. Get yourself some free entertainment. Please subscribe to the archive, www.thesecretteachings.info. Grab a copy of one of my books, Occult Arcana, Liberty Shrugged. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. And as always, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. 
By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio.